Hello everyone, my name is James and welcome to the Layman's Theology Podcast, where we talk about what's going on in this world today, how we can look at it from a Christian worldview. Joining me on this adventure and in this podcast is my cousin. What are you? I am your second cousin-in-law and my name is Noah. The idea for us is to kind of talk about what's going on in this world. We want to talk about our culture, how it's being affected by the world. And we also want to talk about our fate and what's going on in our fate in the world as well. And we also want to dive into how we can respond to these things biblically from Christ's perspective. When things happen, how should the church be responding? And what can we maybe do differently? We want to start conversations with you, the listener, and with each other to try and come to a better understanding of who God has called us to be. So join us. Hey guys, welcome back to the Layman's Theology Podcast, where we discuss uh, the latest things going on in in the world, uh, in the church, and try to make sense of it from a Christian perspective. Um, My name's Noah. I'm joined by my cousin-in-law... Second cousin-in-law James, and let's uh, let's get into it. Uh, how are you doing this week? Hey, uh, I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. It's been a it's been a busy week. It's been a good week. Um, just trying to figure out life and trying to work on projects left and right. But it's been it's been really good. You had a, yeah. you had a crazy week though. You yeah. See, last time you and I recorded with each other, you were with me next to me. In my office, looking into your eyes, looking into my yeah. eyes passionately, and now you can't do that. Why is that? No, Why can't we are now approximately <coughs> 700, 800 miles away from each other? Um, so, so this week I I moved to North Carolina, which actually I was living here before, but due to circumstances, we temporarily moved to Illinois for a little while, and that's where we kind of started our little podcast but uh but yeah we're back in north carolina and it's probably going to be a little more permanent but well you know we decided to to try and keep this thing going yeah no no i'm i'm glad you guys made it there safely i'm glad that you guys were able to you know get there be with family and you know just be safe so you guys have a great setup out there and you know that's that's what's best for you guys so and we can still do this kind of stuff over, you know, Google and different oh, yeah. voice we're, chats. We're so we're, so we're fine. <laughs> but you've been hard at work as well. Um, this week I've, I've slacked. I'm, I apologize a little bit. But you you have come up with some awesome things for us to talk about tonight. So which one do you want to dive into first? Um, I guess we could start. Well, yeah, off the top, there are going to be some explicit things that we talk about just in the stories that we bring up um if anyone is listening and it doesn't know what we talk about sometimes it can be a little bit uh racy just no. yeah. <laughs> just yeah. it's all pg but we're gonna be talking about it, things that you know are going on adult, in politics yeah, or adult, adult things that adult content yeah some sometimes but uh but especially this one i want to make sure that we say that on the top but uh yeah. But yeah, what do you want to start with? We can that, uh, let's talk about you know what's going on here. Let's talk about what's going on in our in our local lives, um, and 
talk about, you know, the people who are in charge of us a little bit. So, mm. you know, we, we've been looking on the news. We've been watching and trying to keep up, up to date with, like, the Trump indictment, which mm. is just crazy that, you know, he finally got hit with something. And it's more of a slap yeah. on the wrist, sadly. Yeah, for a guy <laughs> who's a, I suppose, a billionaire, he's... Five million dollars is pretty much nothing, so... Yeah, yeah. It, it That's all it was, was five million dollars. Yeah, so for those of you who don't know, Trump was found liable in a sexual assault case and is ordered to pay five million dollars to uh, the victim, so... And, and what's sad is the fact is, like, will he actually pay it, though? Because they, yeah, that's the thing, they, they'll drag this stuff out, man. You know, yeah, they just... He's, uh, He's already appealing the case, so we'll see if anything comes out of that, but... Yeah, it's... And what about, you know... Let's, let's think about Santos again for a second. The fact that he mm. was also <laughs> indicted with 13 charges and... What, like, wow, yeah, 13. And then was released on, what, a $500,000 bond? And is now back at work voting on different bills and different things that are going on. Yeah. I actually think he just voted, like he got out and then voted on some kind of like business fraud bill or something, which is what he was arrested for. Yeah. With some kind of business and like uh, money fraud and stuff. There, there have been so many people in his own party that have stood up and said, hey, like you need to you need to accuse it like recuse yourself of your seat you need to sit down and either like let the stuff pass and not vote on anything until it's all passed or you just you know allow us to fill your seat with somebody else yeah it's it's kind of a comfort to me that there are some people a lot of people that are telling him that he needs to like resign or at the very least sit out until this is all sorted out but uh but the fact that he's not doing that and he's able to keep doing it is just crazy to me like when i think about like the politicians in the united states like i think back to you know some like kings uh in in the old testament i think about the guys who sit there and say hey you know i don't care what the prophets say i don't care what you know, the judges say, I don't care what Moses says. I don't care about Abraham. I'm going to do what's best for me. And they go off on this ridiculous escapade of just, you know, caring about themselves, making themselves richer, not caring about their people, going against God. And their people ultimately either end up dying or revolting or, you know, something along the lines where it gets the person who was in charge killed you know and mm-hmm. they just sit there and say what, what what went wrong you know but it's it's so silly to me that you know they ask that and there are leader there are leaders that are setting forth the example that we as you know just normal people are to follow you know, even thinking back to like a couple of years ago when weed was illegal everywhere and you had people passing out joints 
at concerts or, you know, Snoop Dogg getting super high and, you know, it was just a normal thing on stage and no one would do anything about it. No one would say anything. Nothing would, you know, no charges would be ever like filed against anyone. It's the, these people who are up on top that just kind of look down on us and say, oh, we can get away with it because we're rich, famous, you know, whatever. They're doing what's right in their eyes, you know, but like anyone else would do it, they'd get in trouble. I just think it's ridiculous. I think it's crazy. Yeah. And and that's where it really we come in as as the church. It's important to um to be on the side of righteousness and justice and especially if people in power are doing things that are so blatantly like sinful and corrupt that we need mm-hmm. to be making sure we're on top of that. And I, I do see that a lot in the church still where um, people will call out that kind of sin, but it's just a reminder that just because they're in power and they do get away with it doesn't mean that they should or that we can't change something about it. Yeah. So if, if we kind of stand out from as if we do, what we are supposed to do as Christians and kind of stand out from the status quo and actually care about what it is that we say we, you know, believe in. You know, we, we talk about how, um, you know, they all know us by our love. Um, they all know us by the way that we, you know, hold ourselves up and how we care about integrity. You know, if we, if we actually hold on to that stuff, you know, we can make a difference. Um, but we, we have to make that difference in a way where, people can see that it's a Christian who's doing it out of love and compassion and respect for like not just the, the word of God but for what the word of God has created and that's the, the fellow people around them so yeah yeah and and it it reminds me of a, a few years ago I think it was the governor of New York um, was accused of sexual assault and and uh, he actually did resign, um, and I was I wanted him to resign too because it doesn't to me it doesn't matter about what political party you're affiliated with, and it shouldn't matter to us as the church, mm-hmm. um, as Christians it doesn't matter, you know wh- who they support what they support if they did something sinful and wrong, they need to be removed from power because uh, these people are are supposed to be like. Uh, our leaders and the uh, an example to the people. Mm-hmm. So if the people on top who are leading us are failing and in in big ways, then they need to stop. I mean, imagine if a, a pastor was exposed for this, he'd be out of that church almost immediately. You know. I mean, I think back to one of my old churches, like the first church I was ever a part of. Um, I won't name it and I won't name the pastor, but he was found to be in sexual sin and they like for, they didn't catch it for quite some time. And he was in the sin for quite some time. You know, and this was also a, a kind of a mega church with multiple campuses and he would preach at multiple campuses every single Sunday. I think he did like seven church services each Sunday. Wow. Yeah. 
and this guy was like the top guy in the community and they found out that he was in sexual sin and his entire family even though his family didn't participate in the sin they all left the church because they they didn't want you know the church to be associated with with what happened with their father you know it was it was crazy it was absolutely crazy but they you know he didn't it, it doesn't have to be like a shame thing you know no like it it can be when it's exposed and brought into the light you the person who did it uh apologizes publicly and they show that they're repenting by stepping down like that's that's kind of the way things should go um when you kind of buckle down and and deny everything that's when it's it's just a mess yeah and the other thing that you know we we tend to do is we 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 tend to not allow people to change or to grow that's the other thing is like yes you know we we are all i want everyone to understand that we are all broken that we are all sinful and we've all done things that are extremely disgracing to ourselves and to the people around us. You know, we all have done something, um, but we've all been given the room to grow and to change. And, you know, I'm not saying that everyone needs to be forgiven right away or even need to be forgiven by all people. And that's not what I'm saying. But we can't just say that, you know, this person is damned forever forever you know like this person does have a chance um yeah to change and i mean that's that's the whole idea of jesus that's the whole idea of being born again you know if if they truly are born again and they're given that opportunity to change who they are like if trump truly came to to christ and i i for <laughs> I, I can't say that he hasn't, but he hasn't produced any fruit. And right. he's done things over and over again that make me see that he hasn't. But if he has, yeah. I, that means I am opening him up to forgiveness. Or Jesus is opening him yeah. up for forgiveness. Because ultimately that's what it's about, being forgiven of sin. And if God's willing to do that, why aren't we? You yeah. Know? And part of forgiveness and, and that kind of reconciliation, I think, I mean, in the case of your pastor, for instance, um, him stepping down is the first step in that mm-hmm. reconciliation. Like, there has to be some kind of repentance. And we can we can forgive them whether they're repentant or not in our hearts, but that doesn't mean there's going to be reconciliation. Yeah. Um, so it, it does come from both people, like there needs to be repentance and there does need to be that forgiveness that comes from us mm-hmm. as well. And then they meet in the middle and there's, uh, uh, sanctification or what's the word I'm looking for? Like it's, yeah, it's that it's, relationship yeah. can be repaired, you know? Yeah. It's, um, we are all being sanctified. There is sanctification going on there. And when we say like forgiveness, yeah. we don't mean like that person gets their role back because that just puts them in a place no, to sin again so. because, obviously power or whatever their situation is if they are put back into that situation it's it's a it's a spot where they could fall again and we as you know the brother or sister we need to make sure they're not put into that situation again so if it is a pastor that's fallen we don't give them the pulpit back and it's not because they can't give a good message or they can't 
you know, they don't aren't knowledgeable, it's because if we put them back in their spot, and that's where they sinned before, they were gonna they mm-hmm. could sin again in that same spot. And it's yeah. it's out of respect for them to hold them back from that. You know? It's like putting somebody mm-hmm. behind the wheel who, you know, has been hit with like drunk driving charges. You know, it's you don't let that yeah. person drive, not because they're a danger necessarily but you don't let them drive because you don't want them to fall victim to that sin again you know that's that's kind of or anyone else to fall victim of it either you know exactly exactly so you know there there's forgiveness and there is redemption for all people um, but that's through christ and you know if christ and god are willing to forgive and redeem people we, we need to be able to do that as well. So if there's ever a time where we're talking, me and Noah, about people on this podcast, it, 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 this isn't by any means something about hate or anything like that. Like All people, mm-hmm. I don't care where they sit, are redeemable. It, it'll take a work of mm-hmm. God sometimes, but that's the point of God. It takes a work of God to get to these people sometimes. And I mean, that's how it was for me. I mean, it was a work of God. It wasn't any one person. It was a work of God that got me. So, um, but we're all broken. We're all sinners. <laughs> we're all we're all in yeah. need of redemption. So, as long as we all keep that in Very mind, much. That's, that's what's important. So, I think it was either yesterday or the day before, um, a group of white supremacists uh, decided to march on Washington, D.C., just up and down the streets and stuff. It wasn't really clear what they were protesting, except people of color in general, but um, there was a lot of speculation on it uh, that they were like an FBI. It was all arranged by the FBI and they were all FBI agents and all this kind of stuff. And who was I just saying, think who was saying that, who was saying that it was all like FBI agents or that the FBI rigged it. They were, they're more like, uh, you kind of saw it on like extreme right, uh, funnily enough, extreme right groups who were kind of denying that it was a extreme right event. Huh? Um, I don't know if they just were upset that they weren't invited, or maybe they're just not that <laughs> those, extreme. Those aren't real racists. We're the um, racists. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, but I just, I just wanted to mention it because it's a problem to me when anything that anyone does wrong ever these days, it seems like oh, it must be the FBI or the CIA or the government in general doing it wrong, like. There's no, like, we can't just say, oh, those people marching are wrong for what they're marching for. Like, you can't just condemn it or say it's wrong or disagree with it. It has to be, like, this whole thing about some undercover agents. And I just think if we Um, let this kind of thing. Almost like it's some type of witch hunt. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Like Like, there's just this major conspiracy against well white people <laughs> to uh, make against, them look bad against not just <laughs> not just white people but 
like against people of authority and government government um because usually when you're talking about like racists and that kind of stuff the more and more i hear more about it it's it 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 comes from you know police are racists you know people Mm -hmm. who impose laws um and you know as there is a lot of that out there we we put blanket statements out there all the time um not saying i personally trust every single officer i ever come into like contact with but Mm -hmm. you know it's you know we put blanket statements out there and i do i everyone's been jumping on the fbi everyone's jumping on the cia because everyone thinks they're just some fake organization out there i think it's hilarious yeah and and i get it like no by no means is the fbi a beacon of justice and light but it just seems silly to to come and say every little thing or every big thing that's for instance january 6 or just anything that happens it it's like i i I understand that you you don't want to be associated with the people who did it like if i was a trump supporter for instance and i i saw january 6 happening and I didn't like it because I didn't think it was right. Mm-hmm. I can understand not wanting to be associated with people like that, but you can still disassociate yourself from them, you know, and Trump without disassociating yourself from actually being a conservative. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it just, it seems like a something that people say as an out of like, oh, well, it was just the FBI, you know. Yeah, it was the CIA yeah. or it was the government. Yeah, but that that all goes back to what we were talking about when it comes to like our our government heads and getting away with things and people losing trust in them and you know. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah, but that's uh, that that's that's it's kind of like a chain reaction when when you lose faith in like your leaders, you lose faith in the system and the way like justice works then you kind of just end up spiraling into lawlessness and just doing whatever you want and yeah yeah not taking responsibility it's it's a problem that's going on around here there's a couple other things that we'll get into later the more explicit stuff but let's talk about um kenya and what's going on there? Like that has oh, a bigger that has a big <laughs> that has a bigger effect on our faith than you know yeah. even this the, the thing after that that we're going to talk about. But in Kenya, I mean, that's all about a cult that you know a Christian church cult. Like that's yeah, it's horrifying, and I, I only laugh because it's so it's so crazy. Yeah, it, for for anyone who hasn't had like a moment to look into it at all, but in Kenya, there was a church cult. Um, former members of the Good News International Church um, were forced to be starved. Um, they, um, some of them, there were signs of being beaten, uh, suffocated. Um, you know, uh, all that kind of stuff just to be in obedience to its teachings. Um, 
Mm. One one uh, one account says that they did all this so that they could meet Jesus, um, and that's just it's absolutely insane when people have stories like this and attach it to the name of Jesus. Not one part of this church is godly. I don't I don't care what anyone says. There's there's not one good thing about it. So how how many people have they found so far? It's like a uh as of taking these notes yesterday, they had found like a hundred over a hundred for sure. I think it was a hundred and eight to be exact. Uh actual bodies that were in a mass grave. Insane. Um but they still have like 400 people that are missing that they haven't found dead or alive who are associated with the church, but their families have just reported them missing. And this includes um, children, too. So, it's not just grown adults. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. At least out of the 400, at least 220 of them are, are children who are still missing. It's, yeah, and they're missing organs, too. Like kidneys, livers, like things that people need and are selling on the black market. Like this is yeah, all stuff that they're finding. That, that that adds another layer to it too, because it's not just some guy with like some power affinity. He's also profiteering uh, off of people's death. He's harvesting their organs and selling them. Yeah, you know it's. To, to the families who are out there who are, like, missing your your loved ones um, in this. Like, this is incredibly sad. And I, we are sorry that you are, you know, missing your children or your brothers, your sisters, your aunts, uncles, moms, dads, kids. Um, you know, ultimately, um, I, I hope that they do truly know Jesus and one day you can be reunited with them. But this this leader in in this community is you know, it, it I feel so, so, so bad. Like I, I hate it when people yeah. take the name of Jesus and use it to make profit and to um lead people purposely astray. Like it's yeah. It's crazy because it's happening here in the States too. Like not the cult or, you know, it's the idea of leading people away on purpose. And that's, that's, what's crazy to me. And that's what makes me sad because these people, I, I really hope they do need know Jesus because I, I, if they went through all this suffering, the, the crowns that they have waiting for them are just immense, you know? Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Because no one no one deserves us. You know, people people get confused. When we say we need to love people, we're talking about us as Christians. Um God is something else. He is infinitely loving while also infinitely just. And this cult leader, unless he comes to some major repentance, uh he's going to be facing quite a bit of judgment when that day comes. And oh, God is going to release his full wrath on him. Um, it says in the Bible that, that people in leadership, especially church leadership, are going to be facing the most judgment because they have the most responsibility and they're the ones leading the sheep, right? So all those people that have died, are gonna, are they gonna, they're going to get their justice. That's why I'm scared to even try to be a teacher or 
maybe one day even be a pastor like that kind of stuff scares me because of that right there what you just said that the people in authority the people who teach are going to be held to a higher standard and to a higher accountability it's Mm -hmm. you know that 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 terrifies me so man i i i pray for the heart of this man i really do because i i say this all the time i don't wish i don't wish hell upon anyone i really don't um, because that's just a horrible thing to wish upon anyone. I, I pray that he comes to re- repentance and that, you know, if I see him in heaven, like, I will say that is a work of God and that is glory. Like, that is amazing. And if that's if that's what it is, that's what it is. And that's how I got to look at it, you know. It's how we got to look at it. Anyone who's struggling with seeing him repent or wanting him to repent, like, that's understandable, but you have to understand it's also biblical to wish repentance and to pray for repentance for these people i mean paul was literally murdering christians i mean how many did he murder it doesn't say but it could have easily been hundreds um before he came to repentance and um so i i understand that it could be hard to be like how can you guys want him to repent how can you want him to be in heaven with you know all these victims that he brutally murdered or led to to starve to death and I just I would just say read read Acts read Romans um, it goes into a lot more detail about Paul's accounts and and how he came to Christ so let's uh, talk a little bit about this uh, porn access restrictions and this is the part where it gets a little bit more of um, uh, adult talk because we're, we're talking about porn and you know if you don't want to listen to it if you don't want to have like oh I think me and Noah probably differ on this conversation a little bit and it's not because you know one yeah, of us I'm interested to know like how we come yeah to come to this uh this and, issue <laughs> yeah and this is this is this is the idea is that you know conversation is so important you know even if it's uncomfortable, even if we disagree mildly with each other, but yeah, so let's let's talk about it. Um, there yeah, are states uh, you've been warned. Yeah, um, there are. Uh, Virginia passes a law that requires uh, stringent age verification for porn sites. Um, Mississippi Mississippi Senate um, is working on the same thing. What was it? Utah passed one as well. Utah passed one. Louisiana has one that's actually enacted right now. You know, I I agree that there is a need to find a way to make it so it is um, viable that youth do not fall into like a porn addiction or find porn. Because it's actually starting like younger than the age of twelve. Studies find um, mm. that was something I remember. yeah exposure. Yep, yep. Um, that was something we talked about in my youth ministry classes. Even was it's happening in middle school. It's getting as low as you know elementary school. So I do believe that we need to find a way to restrict it, but. I, I don't know if this is the best way of doing it by yeah well, well let me let me just uh, kind of give a brief 
summary of what the law is. Yeah. Um, so at the beginning of this year, uh, Louisiana was the first state to introduce uh, and, and actually pass a law. It's called Act 440, and mm-hmm. it basically um, cites, you know, health and developmental issues for kids and, you know, the impact that uh, pornographic images and things of that nature uh, have on the youth. Um, they cite that as a reason for for the law, and the law says that any, and this is a quote um, from the actual bill from Louisiana, it says, any commercial entity that knowingly and intentionally publishes or distributes material that is harmful to minors on the internet from a website that contains a substantial portion of such material shall be held liable if the entity fails to perform reasonable age verification methods to verify the age of individuals attempting to access the material. Um, And it defines uh, a substantial portion as at least 33% of the website. So basically if if it's a porn website, they are required to verify the age of the people who are going on the website. And in Utah, I'm pretty sure that there is a message that pops up on, um, I, I read it, there's a message that pops up for the Pornhub website um, that, you know, like a video plays and says, hey, you can no longer access our content in this region. We apologize. Mm-hmm. Like they've just turned off all access because they don't, one, they don't want to, you know, try to make you know, this law, like, reasonable, um, but, um, they don't want to take people's, you know, personal information and have to verify it, verify it all the time, so, I, I don't know, um, I just know that they put up a message and blocked that whole region of Utah. Yeah, because, yeah, because the law did pass in Utah, and because, obviously, Pornhub does not want laws like this enacted um and yeah they did say they don't want to they they believe it's a a privacy issue and a lot of people have argued that as well um a privacy Mm -hmm. issue um so they they just like you said they just blocked it completely in in utah because they didn't want to go through that and it's it's kind of also a little bit of protest to um to to kind of get people on their side uh if you're a utah person then you enjoy that service then you're going to be upset if it's disabled so i know that people are using so many other sources there are so many other sources out there besides just websites i mean people use social media all the time i mean that's what um there's high schoolers, middle schoolers are using things like Instagram and Snapchat. Um, one kid, um, I, I saw this story. He was using the Bible app. Actually. What? Yeah. Yeah. There was one kid who was using the Bible app to send like nudes and stuff because you can like have oh, like conversation or something like that. There was one app oh. where you could do like Bible study with somebody else and you can send messages and images and a mom was like, hey, like, why is my son on this app for 12 hours a day? You know, and most youth pastors and stuff would be like, that's awesome. No, not yeah, the case. That's great. <laughs> yeah, not the case. Yeah. 
Uh, but yeah. there are so many other sources that, you know, the question is, is are we putting the effort in the right spot? And I, 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 I do think that we are, but I, I, I'm not sure. I, I think that when we talk about porn and when we're talking about children, we, we've become such a um, sex work friendly nation that, mm. you know, yeah. I think it has to be more of a conversation that we have with, at home with our kids. Um, and we can't stray, stray, stray away from it anymore, you know. Um, they're going to find it if they want it. It's it's out there. It doesn't matter. You can if they could open up a, a a Tor browser to download torrents and stuff, and they can find stuff there. So yeah, and I I don't disagree with that. Um, mm-hmm. I definitely I can see how a determined young person would would find it no matter what. But I still think it would be. I still see the importance of holding mega corporations. Like it, you're talking about billion dollar industry here. Mm-hmm. Um, they are specific, specifically and explicitly targeting your kids in a lot of ways uh, through their like advertising and and I don't yeah their, like, their you, compliance you, with like they're they're such lackluster for making sure that there aren't kids on their website i mean they i'm sure if there were no kids on their websites their their traffic would go way down for views and stuff like that yeah um maybe not significantly because you know but and there's category what's crazy is that there's like categories that are gonna get you know kids more so than others um like you see an ad for porn or something that has a video game character on it that you play or a TV character or um, something along those lines. It's going to spark their, oh, I know that. And it's going to make them interested. Um, And, you know, as... And that's that's the other thing, too. I mean, if they're just Googling it for fun, like, oh, like Sonic Video or something like that or whatever it is that they want to Google, they're going to be targeted with this kind of stuff. I don't expect it to keep kids 100% unexposed, you know, but I just, I think it could really help with uh, how I mentioned, you know, if you're Googling something and and things like that pop up, if a kid clicked on it out of curiosity or they didn't know, they would be, they would be locked out of that. Um, Yeah. If they did know and they, they, that's something they're searching out. That's another thing. Uh, I don't expect it to keep them from it, but to keep these large, you know, like Pornhub, and I don't even know what other websites are out there, but I'm sure there's other ones that are just as big, and it's it can really hold them accountable. Um, and it, I, I, I don't know, I could be wrong, but from what I understand, things on like Reddit or, or Instagram or things like that, those are like user-generated if I'm not mistaken they're yeah, not they, like created by the the industry you know yeah that is all user created um and that's and so that's that's the other thing is is you're you're not being targeted by a multi-million 
billion dollar industry um, who are coming after your kids and and it's still a problem but it's at least the first step you know yeah that's how I see it, at least yeah I don't know I mean I was I was stuck in that world for so long to be perfectly honest with you I know way too much um, but it was it was something I struggled with all throughout high school and even my earlier parts of college um, it was it was an absolute struggle but there is so much out there and there's so many ways around everything um, a determined person can get through you know if if I were to be faced with something like that I'd just run up and you know dad's sleeping mom's sleeping grab their ID and you know take a picture of it and that's what I would use yeah I don't know I've never done that but I'm just trying to think of the ways I would get around something. So I, I, I don't know if I something needs to be done. I, I think it's more on... I, I'm someone who doesn't like to pass laws to get this kind of stuff resolved. I'm somebody who wants to make it an action within the community to actually make a difference, to make it where people do not want to seek this stuff out. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. But... Yeah. I don't know, laws, the idea of just changing laws or making laws, I don't, I, I, I struggle with it. And that's with everything. It's, it's not just yeah. with porn, it's with firearms, it's with drug access, it's with alcohol access, it's yeah. with everything. Yeah. There's always the be. question, like, is this going to work? Will it work? Is it just a waste of time and money? Is it an infringement on someone's privacy? Like, you know, you're you're trying. You kind of mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. I mean, you'd be required to put in your like your driver's license or something like that. And now these, you know, these mega corporations have your your very very personal identification. So they have my knows? address. They know where I live. They can send me mail. They can do all that kind of. I mean, stuff imagine some that. some like fringe you know, like XXX, like very far out there website and they have your sensitive information. Like imagine what they're going to do with that, you know? And I I, I see where you're coming from here, but. And all these companies sell information all the time. And that's, you know, that's, that's why I'm so adamant when it comes to like privacy or, you know, things that, hey, I don't want to have my, you know, information sold. Uh, if I were to put in my driver's license for Pornhub or something, they can take that driver's license and they can sell that information. They do that with our phone numbers and they yeah. do it already with our emails. They have my address. They can mail me anything. That's free advertisement for them. Well, it's not free. It's five yeah. cents per house or whatever it is for stamps, 25 cents. But that's nothing. That's that's pennies to them. Like you said, it's a billion dollar but industry. If I'm not wrong, is it not illegal to sell that specific information? Because there's there's definitely I, no no law against selling like your email, phone number, that kind of thing. But what about your specific ID? I mean, I, I know there's well, like HIPAA that protects like medical records and stuff, but there's got to well, be something like that for. Think about it when you. So I bought this house this past year, okay? I gave my information, my address, to one person. 
in one industry. Then five other companies reached out to me by name at my address. So they can sell my address and they can sell my name. Yeah. And if that's, I, I think that should be against the law. I think that's fine. Yeah. I, we can make, we can pass laws on that all the time. That's my privacy. Um, if you, if you make it harder for somebody to get my information, I'd be a-okay with that. But if you're trying to verify my information and who I am on the internet, nah, I'm, I, I can't get down to that. You know, I, I don't want that. So that's where I struggle. And that's where you and I are probably going to differ a little bit on it. But we both agree that there needs to be something done. I mean, I guess for me, I'm not going to be giving my information to them either way. Yeah. Uh, maybe somehow in my head, I think maybe other people would be very hesitant to put that personal information on there. So they will no longer visit Partake. those sites. But again, like you said, it's the Internet is filled to the brim with that kind of stuff so yeah there's always going to be somewhere else to go when it when it comes down to it the idea of porn and sex and that kind of stuff like if you're listening and you're a christian you know that's we i i believe that it needs to be held within marriage um and that's i didn't always believe that but Um, I do now and I see consequences of why I should um, all the time but you know I just porn has a horrible effect on people's heads and on their brains Um, in my classes we talked about uh, people with screen addictions and then being addicted to porn as well and it's just it was equivalent to if you were to scan someone's brain who had a porn and screen addiction, their brain would light up the same way as somebody with a coke addiction. So wow. that's yeah. that's the scary part. So ultimately, that's that's what we need to work on is getting people off this stuff. And you know, it's definitely an epidemic, and and we can both agree that it's it's a problem and and it's wrong. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, we need to we need to definitely figure it out, but we need to figure it out as a community and not as individuals. So, yeah. um, as always, I mean, uh, it starts in the home. So, with all these you know things we're talking about, um, don't be afraid to to talk to people in your household or people you're close to about things that are going on like this, uh, whether it's you know the bills that are being passed or our leaders that are being arrested or cults or whatever. Um, yeah, have conversations with people around you, and yeah, yeah, it's about that the community and relationship, and and don't be afraid uh, if you think they're going to disagree with you, because there's nothing wrong with disagreeing. It's it's a, a beautiful thing when we can disagree amicably. Well, uh, thank you so much, Noah, for uh, all your studying that you did this past week. I'll pick up the yeah. slack of this this upcoming week, but we want to thank all you who who took your time to, to listen. And, uh, if you want to be a part of the conversation, uh, go ahead and leave comments. Uh, there's going to be some resources down below as well, some resources that we have if you want to look into mm-hmm. any of the stories. Um, if you have any comments on what we should talk about next, please leave those down there too. If you disagree with us completely, please tell us. 
it's a-okay to disagree with us we're we're big boys we can take care of we, we can handle it we welcome it <laughs> but um yeah uh thank you thank you guys so much for listening and noah thank you for uh your time and man i i'm so excited to talk to you next week next time thank you yeah me too i will catch you in the next one all right bye guys Thank you.